Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. What do you do when it feels like the training isn't working? What do you do when you think this should be easier? When it feels like life is so chaotic and running is only adding to the stress and not giving you that sense of conquering the world it used to. We are just four weeks away from the Antrim Coast Half Marathon. You would think it would be time for me to start looking back at my training with confidence, thinking, I think I've got this. Well... Nothing could be further from the truth for some of us. For others, like our team captains Ashling and Neil, the hard work is paying off. We will catch up with them later on. I spent a lot of yesterday wondering why my long run on Sunday felt so hard. Why do my legs feel dead? And how am I meant to run safely on these treacherous Irish roads? Thankfully, Sonia Sullivan is here to help me and you find answers to these and many more pressing questions about training for whatever big race you have coming up. Sonia, it's great to talk to you over there in London now. I know, it's like we've kind of switched places, haven't we? <laughs> <In a way. laughs> yeah. What's it like there uh, uh, now and, uh, that the lionesses have uh, made that country their own? I know. And they were inside in my favorite Teddington coffee shop this morning and I missed them. Oh, no. And then I was going mad. <laughs> there was two of them down there. And Paul Robinson, a great Irish runner who's um, got the world record for the mile on snow um, up in the Antarctic there. He he was actually in there this morning and had his photo taken with them and everything oh, to show off. Amazing. And you bumped into yeah. Paul then. He was bragging about this. Oh, he was. And then I thought, you know, I thought I had all the bragging rights because I was at the Lens Street Club and they were down there getting waved off by everybody as they were heading into Trafalgar Square for their celebrations. <laughs> um, but then by all accounts, they've been floating around Teddington for the past month on and off when they've been playing here. This has been their base. So that's just one more team to add to the list of teams that have spent, you know, some time in at the Lensery Club before yeah. their competition. Well, when I when I started the show there, talking about a bit of a dip that I'm feeling, they are definitely a team that just peaked at the mm-hmm. right time. And, you know, you've often talked about this, trying to get your training just right so that your best performance comes on the right day. They really, they really got it all right. All the planets aligned for them. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, they even managed to win without going to um, penalty shootout, you know, which mm. was looking imminent, imminent there for a while. The Germans really put it up to them. And um, I suppose in a way they, they peaked as well because they hadn't had a good run coming in either. And uh, they really set the bar high and didn't make it easy for the, the English team to, to win finally um, at the end yesterday. Yeah, I felt and I've covered this the last couple of episodes we've talked about my moving back to Ireland and the new life that I'm going to have as an Irishman commuting abroad. And I'm, I feel absolutely zapped and drained. And you've experienced something similar. Is it jet lag or is it just the kind of July malaise? What is going on? Yeah, it's a weird one this year because I think, well, for me, and we've, we've talked about this before where you build up to something big and it's all, and for me, it was the World Championships and preparing our athletes for that and the excitement and you're looking forward to it and then you get there 
And there's always a big letdown afterwards. With the World Championships being so early in the season, there's still a lot of races to go and a lot of running left to do for many of the athletes. You have to, you know, get the energy back up again and get them excited, you know, for the races that are left ahead because there will definitely be athletes out there taking advantage of the situation because it's definitely at a, a time of the year where athletes are kind of feeling a bit tired and they need to be re-motivated and re-energized because there are so many rewards out there for them if they can get through the last part of the season. There's a number of Diamond League races left. There's the Commonwealth Games for some people taking place this week in Birmingham and the European Championships in Munich in a couple of weeks' time. So, you know, there's a lot of athletics to go yet this summer and there's still a bit of training to do. So kind of people have to train to re-energize themselves and to top up the endurance levels. And so, you know, when you're, I suppose, at the end of July and you're getting these really hot days, it can be a little bit tiring and um, you have to somehow overcome that and, and rise above it and, you know, find, I suppose, energy and motivation in looking forward to the races ahead. And and for me, I suppose a lot of that is we've got a number of athletes coming over here who were not here last year for the end of the season. So it's kind of exciting for them to be here. Uh, Raven Rogers came in this weekend. Um, Sinclair Johnson is coming tomorrow. And so for me, I you know I need to be energized and motivated to show them around Tennington. This is going to be their base. Um, show them where to run, where the track is, where the gym is, you know, where the physio is, you know, all these little things. So. So that's quite good fun to be able to do that, I think. And I, I'm looking forward to that. And I think that will really energize me to do that. Yes. Um, but but in doing that, you know, the whole travel and packing and everything, it does wear you down a little bit. And so my, my own running was a bit quiet this week. And I definitely wasn't enjoying it as much as I have been previously. And, and I always find if, if, you're in a, if it's hot, it's harder. It's definitely harder in the heat. Um, and you really have to be up for it. And, you know, I think when there's so much heat in a row, sometimes you do need a bit of a break from it. And, you know, maybe the answer is to go to Ireland for a few days at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, the answer is definitely not to try and pack up every scrap of furniture and every item you've ever owned over the last 10 years and go to Ireland. Because like you, I just couldn't get a foothold in the plan this week. I was way under the mileage that I was meant to do. And everything felt harder. I definitely, it's heartening to hear that big elite athletes are feeling the same kind of thing and that these dips are normal. What have you used in the past, Sonia, to kind of buoy yourself up? Or is it a case of just being super gentle and super kind to yourself and allowing the battery to refuel of its own accord? Yeah, I think you definitely do have to take your time and you have to not push it too much, you know, just because... We said this last week, just because it's written down on paper doesn't mean you have to do it. Um, mm. Sometimes you have to be a little bit flexible and you have to weigh things up and, uh, and manage it a little bit. Um, and you do have to see how you're feeling. So I think, you know, if there's days when you're not feeling energized and, you know, bouncing out the door, then you do have to just start off slowly and see how you feel. And then maybe as you go, you might start to feel a bit better and you may be able to you know, include some things in your training that you thought maybe you couldn't. Mm. Yeah, the advice I'd been giving people was 
one day at a time, one day at a time, because sometimes we'll put up the the weekly plan uh, that, of course, you can get by signing up on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. Uh, our squad gets sent the plan and occasionally they'll come back and go, you don't honestly expect me to do that. <laughs> and my advice is always just do. You can only do them one day at a time. That's the only way to live. Uh, but even I couldn't take that advice. And I have to say, I got to Sunday and uh, I'm he- here in Ireland for the first time for my first long Sunday run. And the roads, Sonia, are so treacherous that I had drivers beeping at me, shaking their fist at me, just, just utter uh, disdain for what I was trying to do on the road and uh, kind of having to step into the into the verge at times. Uh, you Have you had experience of this and what's your view of how safe Irish roads are for running? Because I'm definitely getting the sense that I'll no longer be able to just go out my door and take off for an hour, an hour and 45 minutes anymore. Yeah, I think you'll find you will have to find like good places to run. And, um, you know, you might be able to run out your door for a a last minute run or something where you don't have a lot of time. But I think for a proper run, it's definitely worth driving somewhere to feel safe and to feel comfortable running. Um, I know I often drive when I'm in, at home in Cove, I'd be driving around the roads and I all these roads that I would have run on when I was quite young. And now I look at them, I say, oh, there's no way I would run on them now because there's just way too many cars. Like there wasn't that many cars, you know, 40 years mm. ago. Yeah. Um, th- there's a lot more cars now. And somehow the bushes are not always cut back as neat you know, as they need to be in the, in the summertime. At this time of the year, you see a lot of the hedges are out because <clears throat> they've got to wait to a certain date to cut the hedges. And yeah. I think it's kind of seasonal and there's a agricultural or a horticultural or whatever <laughs> name you want to put on it reason for not cutting the bushes yet. You have mm. to wait until the end of the growing season or the growing phase, then you'll find everybody out cutting them back for the winter. And and so in the winter, the roads are a bit clearer and they might be a bit darker and you might need to get out earlier. But the roads in Ireland are definitely quite narrow and you might you might need to look for... You often see these when you're driving around. The new motorways often have um, a footpath on the side of it re- built in. So a lot of the newer ones, you... If you're driving in the winter, you see people walking there all the time. And yeah. there was a name for it there at one point. <laughs> I don't what it was now, but it's... <laughs> it seems crazy, <laughs> though, that, you... <laughs> that this is the exception to the rule, is that there's a footpath. Oh, my God, get out of the car and start running. Like, do we just need to wait for this running boom to eventually produce uh, politicians and county councillors who run for us to expect footpaths on the road. I mean, we are going to people. You can't drive to the pub. You shouldn't be driving to the pub. But you're not exactly making it easy for people to walk to the pub. Um, like, I had a lot of messages, actually, Sonia, from people in Cork saying, you need to move south because in the south of Ireland, it's actually much easier. <laughs> Do you uh, go along with that? Do you find it's, right. it's worse in other parts of the country? I don't know, really, because I really don't tend to run on the side of the road. I just don't do it. I don't like it. So I don't do it. And I'd have my favorite places to run in different places around the country, wherever I would be. And it would generally be in a park or a 
riverbank or something like that mm. um, rather than alongside the road. Um, yeah. And so I suppose maybe you have to get, you have to take the Strava out and look up the local hotspots um, yes. of where a lot of people run. Um, and maybe, you know, even you have to be like the cyclists and if there's a group of runners out, and I would see this with some of the runners in Cove, if you're out running in a group, then it's a bit safer than if you're out there by yourself. Yeah. Um, because you can run wide, you can run a little bit wide on the road because it's safer, because it's not safe for the cars to pass you anyway. So, you know, you keep the driver safe as well as yourself safe by running in a group and, um, you know, running two abreast. Yeah, but even with two abreast, I just think that whoever's on the outside <laughs> of that two group is uh, is in trouble because I even had messages from somebody. Yeah, somebody's going to get hit. Dan- Daniela Kennedy mentioned that she was clipped with a wing mirror. Marion Dorgan said the same thing happened to her. I think this is a bigger problem than we realize because I'm only doing a very small straw poll here. And, yeah, there's dozens of replies on my Twitter of people going, no, 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 you can't. You cannot run on these roads because the road users, the car users believe that this is their place and that you have no place there. I guess I may just have to resign myself to what you just said. Finding the routes that work in these areas, getting off my butt, getting in the car uh, and going there. One of which is going to be Bray next Sunday. I'm going to meet up with Neil Fusco uh, and I've posted the event in the Strava group. If you want to join us for the final long Sunday run before the Antrim Coast Half Marathon, Come and join up and get all the details over there in the Irishman Running Abroad Strava group. Now, Sonia, I know Neil wants to ask about this long Sunday run. Maybe we could have, we'll hold the run through of what the week seven plan looks like. But is this an easy week? Because from what I can see, it doesn't, it doesn't look that easy. I think it's relatively easy. I think there's a, there's a lot of options for days off in there. Yes. So I, I mm. think by having, yeah, so then I think that gives a bit of flexibility as well. And you can move the days around a little bit. So if one day suits you better to run than others, then you can move it around a little bit. And there's really only one, there's one bit of a session, the five times one mile. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, you can find somewhere nice to undo that. Um, so you still have a track you can go to, do you? Which I do. Done, yeah. What track Dunboyne, are you on? Yeah. On Boyne track, yeah. Uh, I'll have so to at least at least you can well. get you, at, le- at least you can get off the track off the road for that. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, and a few. So, so I'll do my five by one uh, mile over there on Thursday night. And if anyone's listening in Dunboyne and wants to join me. Uh, come on down. I think that'll probably be mid-afternoon. A couple of people won't be getting on the track. Uh, unfortunately, we had a couple of squad members go down this week, Sonia. Uh, Brendan Dempsey and Tracy Byrne had to make the brave, and like it really is a brave decision to go, you know, I'm not going to plough through. I'm going to step away and train for something else. This is the message we received from Brendan uh, announcing his retirement from the challenge. Hello, Jarlis and Sonia. I'm uh, leaving a voice note. This is Brendan Dempsey uh, saying, I'm afraid I'm not going to be with you in your stand room at the end of the month. Um, COVID and uh, a knee injury uh, mean that really I'm only training now where I needed to have been several weeks ago. 
uh, I'm not uh, fit enough um, aerobically or physically to do it. Um, I want to, I want to do it properly, but I wanted to thank you and especially Sonia for the faith you've put in me. Uh, I am, I'm planning my next runs. I'm planning on park runs. I am, I am going to keep on going until, uh, well, maybe East Antrim in 2023 at least. So thank you again. Good luck to the rest of the squad. Keep going. I'll keep training. I'll be with you in spirit and, uh, I'll do as much as I can do on the 28th of August running around, uh, the Barnet area and uh wishes all well it's good to hear he's feeling good running now and he's heading in the right direction you know i mean i think that's the thing when you have a bit of a setback whether it's an injury or an illness is to the time it takes you to get back feeling good running again sometimes mm. that can feel like an eternity and you can kind of start to i suppose lose a bit of motivation on that as well and that's where you have to really take it slowly and take it easy and I suppose have belief that, you know, you'll be better for taking it easy than for pushing through. And that's definitely something that I would struggle with a lot is kind of taking the time out and realizing that, yeah, I can't do this now. I've got to have a bit of a pause here and get myself right before I can actually get back on the plan again. Yeah. And so I think to be to be able to do that, to then kind of look at other options of, like park runs to look forward to, uh, little challenges and goals to aim for that will still get you focused and get you out the door most days. Um, but it can, yeah, it's hard to make a decision like that. But I think when you do make a decision like that, or like when you make any decision, when you decide to do something or to, to not do something, I think there's a sense of relief and you mm. can actually feel a bit more comfortable with yourself and in yourself for making the decision. Um, and then no matter what it is you do after that, you, you feel better doing it. Yeah, it's like when uh, you eventually make the decision to go to the doctor, that uh, sometimes you'll feel better on the drive to the doctor because you just know I'm getting help now. And there's a valve or something released in your mind in terms of the stress of it. I do wish Tracy and Brendan the best of luck with everything. And a huge shout out to all our squad members who have been putting in the work in earnest we're going to go round the parishes really quickly here to give a shout out to a couple of you guys who have been putting in the hard yards over the last week when i had my big struggle so the first one i want to give a shout out to sonia is Kerry McHugh, who you gave a shout out to, Kerry and Jerry, who were getting married at the K Club last week. And I didn't include the shout out because I realised that the wedding was taking place uh, prior to the uh, episode. And Kerry heard, I played her back what you'd said and wanted to play it at the wedding itself, Sonia. It got, it got played at the wedding, at the reception. Oh so, <laughs> so I'll play the shout out that you did last week that didn't make the episode. Uh, so just so you guys know what got played at the wedding. I have Kerry McHugh and she is getting married to the Masters athletics legend, Jerry O'Connor. And I'm told he is a sprint coach and a founder member of the Drogheda and District AC. Um, for the past 20 plus years, he's been winning titles at 400 metres and they're getting married on the 29th of July in the K Club 
in Kildare. They've been together nearly 10 years and they have this beautiful son, Jack, who's five and a half. And no doubt he'll turn out to be a legend as well. Congratulations and best wishes to Jerry and Kerry. A really lovely, lovely shout out. And Kerry got in touch to say, I want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you did for us. Jerry was crying with emotion when I played the message from Sonia. She said it was the icing on the cake and uh, she'd love to send a little something over to say thank you to you, Sonia. And of course, to us, uh, Tina and myself for making it happen. But like, I don't think you thought when you were reading it out that that's the reaction it would get or that it would be read out at the wedding. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I've ever had anything like that read out at a wedding or uh, any. Um, I'm just glad it wasn't a video. <laughs> up on the big screen. <laughs> Who's the first person you want to shout out in Round the Parishes, Sonia? I have one here from Killian Gavin and he's in Tuscany in Italy. I think he's in Tuscany in Italy. He did a Tuscan trail run and it it looks beautiful. And uh, this now looks like he's getting off the roads for sure. Uh, he did 10 miles or 16 kilometers and he changed the pace a little bit in there. Um, and while he was out there, there was these hot air balloons floating along in the sky. Very so nice. That looked, it just looked very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. I've I, I, I just I done something here now. I was reading it out and I've, I've lost him. But um, anyway, it was it was it looked like it was a lovely run. And um, a nice place to do it. Very good. Well, we also ran a competition there uh, not too long ago. You guys might have caught it was the opportunity to attend a masterclass on uh, mile running with the one and only Haile Gebre Selassie. And we've selected the first of our winners. Uh, we're still time to enter, but we've selected our first winner uh, who sent their email to Podcast at gmail.com. You can still do that. Tell us why you should be selected. Uh, the first winner is Jantastic, who people may know from. She uh, was on the show some time ago after her trip to Kenya. She wrote an incredible email appealing to us to select her for this masterclass. And Jantastic, you have won. And I'm looking at her run from today, Sonia, when we're recording this 14 kilometers around the Phoenix Park at a pace of 447. So it's safe to say Jantastic is not messing around. <laughs> so I'm delighted for her. Congratulations to you Jan you're going to be heading up to Larne for that uh, masterclass so Sonia do you have one more you want to do there uh, I have somebody here and I'm just trying to work out where he is he's put up he's done what I normally like to do is he's put up a flag of where he's at and um, it's um, Raymond Riley and he ran 30 degree 5k so he must have run a hot 5k and I'm trying to see where it is now. It, the flag looks like Ethiopia, but surely he's he's by the water, so he can't be in Ethiopia. <laughs> well, Ray is really showing off here because he's got the old swimming pool next to the picture and all the rest of it. As I look out the window here onto a windswept mead field <laughs> with rabbits bouncing around and the rain hammering off the window, <laughs> I envy anybody yeah. who's managing to get out there and do their runs on the holiday would you be inclined to do that Sonia if you if you go on a holiday would you would you still try and get the run in oh you'd have to do something I couldn't not do anything yeah and he's he's on one of the Canary Islands so it's owned by Spain but it's it's right. not one of the big ones the small small one and it looks lovely 
No, I would absolutely love to. If I'm on a way on a holiday, yeah, I think you have to get up and at least go for a 5K run mm, yeah. or a walk or, or a swim or something. The problem when you go to a lot of these warm holiday destination places is that, like you in Ireland, it's very difficult to find places to run. Um, cobblestones can be an issue. I remember one mm-hmm. time I went to Sicily and um, I had all these envisions of going for a run, but the roads were so narrow and the streets were all cobblestones that I just gave up and I said, well, it's just swimming, I think. <laughs> and yeah. so so some, sometimes you have to be, if you're in a place that just impossible to run, you're forced not to. Um, you may, there might be a treadmill where you're staying and some people may just, I mean, the thing is, it would be, you know, 20 to 30 minutes that you kind of think of your whole day, even on your holidays, it's kind of nice to have that 20 or 30 minutes to yourself mm. to go and do something and to, to feel good. You know, I always feel like, you feel better if you get out and you do a run um, that you can enjoy the day more or you can enjoy whatever it is you're going to do more um, once you kind of put in a little bit of an effort yourself Well, I'm going and to be, burned uh, off a bit of energy early in the day. Yeah, like I'm kind of treating August as a little bit of a holiday for myself here. My plan was to go down to Kerry for a few days this week. Unfortunately, our accommodation <laughs> fell through, but I do have the use of... Uh, an SUV courtesy of uh, Land Rover here in Ireland. So I'm going to be still looking for your advice on as to where I can find a decent run for the next two weeks. We'll obviously finish in Bray this Sunday, but do get in touch Irishman Abroad Podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to suggest a run I can come out and do. And really, distance isn't an object. I don't mind driving. I'm used to covering a lot of miles. So shout it out and I might just show up at your door and head out for the long run with you that evening. We're going to go to the live line and dial in our team captains come on over to irishman abroad on patreon enjoy the benefits of premium and hear our discussion with team captains ashley de Maison and neil fusco in the second half of this show talk to jar on 1850 715 815 one of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically you know exercise wise Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress, 